church, the institution, makes what is a singular and very audacious claim. It claims that it, the church, is the final arbiter and authority for all things religious for mankind. In this, the 37th edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to examine that claim in light of what the scriptures teach. recently had opportunity to read the transcription of a debate that took place 55 years ago, May 13th through 16th in 1952. Uh, the debate book entitled The Stephen Beavers Debate was between a gospel preacher by the name of Eldred Stevens, who was preaching at that time for the Stillwater Church of Christ in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Dr. Eric Beavers, who was the priest of the St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church of Stillwater. Wonderful thing about Bible discussions is even though over 50 years have passed, the materials and the propositions that were debated and argued are still appropriate and, uh, and beneficial to us in our study today. The first two nights of the discussion, Brother Eldred Stevens affirmed the following proposition. The New Testament is the supreme authority in the Christian religion. Dr. Beavers denied that. The last two nights of the discussion had Dr. Beavers affirming that the Roman Catholic Church is the original apostolic Church of Christ, and Brother Stevens denied that proposition. Well, in the time that we have today, what I want to do is to read to you a few of the quotes from this Catholic priest, Dr. Beavers, which explain his attitude toward the Holy Scriptures. It's an attitude that I believe is very prevalent in our day and time, and what I would like to do is read his quotes and then examine what the Bible itself says that our attitude toward Scripture should be. Well, first of all, I want you to understand that Dr. Beavers believed in the inspiration of Scripture. He stated such several times in the debate. He believed that Scripture is inspired and inerrant. But what he did not believe is that it is the final word religiously. And so notice the following quotations from the book. First of all, on page 38 of the Stephen Beavers debate book, uh, Dr. Beavers had this to say. What I'm denying is that it, having reference to Scripture, is the ultimate court of appeal when we're to find out what Jesus Christ taught. On another occasion in the book, he, wrote, he, he said, One of the arguments about the Bible being the Supreme Court boils down to the desire, an unconscious desire, to go back to primitive Christianity. New Testament Christianity Restored, I believe you've got that in your sign out front, out front of the Church of Christ building that they were debating in. And then he goes on and says, when you go home, I want you to take that baby photo of you when you were two or three weeks old out and look in the mirror. It's you, isn't it? It's you, but you don't look like that picture. Why? Because life is growth. You can no more go back to first century Christianity in the sense of acting the way they did, then I can go back to being that little baby. Life, growth. Whenever a thing stops growing, it's dying. We are not first century Christians. We're not primitive Christians. We are 20th century Christians. That's pages 58 and 59 of the, of the book. On page 60 of the book, he, he said, Where is the inconsistency? I do believe it's the inspired Word of God, but I do not believe that Jesus Christ ever intended it to be the Supreme Court, the living voice of the living church. My church. He didn't say my written word or my book. He said my church. Then the final quote that I want to read is from page 93 of the book. 
And this one is very telling with regard to the attitude. What he says is, what I want you to think over, and much more important, I want you to pray over is this. Can 27 books be the Supreme Court when they produce such havoc in the present world? I say no. Mr. Stevens says yes. We'll never meet on common ground. We'll always, till death, be parted because his view contradicts mine and mine his. Now one of us is wrong. That's page 93 of the book. But notice that quote. Isn't it telling? I want you to pray over this. Can 27 books, that is the New Testament, be the Supreme Court when they produce such havoc in the present world. So Dr. Beavers claims that the New Testament is responsible for the causing of, of havoc in our day and time. Well, I want you to notice what the Bible has to say about itself. You may have noticed that Dr. Beavers' statement that one of the two attitudes must of necessity be wrong. Well, at least he got that right because they are diametrically opposed. What Dr. Beaver says, in fact, is diametrically opposed to what the Bible says about itself. Notice 2 Timothy 3 and verses 16 and 17, first of all. The Apostle Paul writes there that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It doesn't cause havoc. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Dr. Beavers claims that Scripture was never intended to be all of God's revelation and will to man. However, Paul told Timothy here that Scripture equips the man of God to perfection. In effect, we have everything we need to be equipped for every good work. The third verse of Jude says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, this passage very clearly answers Dr. Beaver's assertion that things have changed in the 20th century and that we are in need of continual and changing religious direction. The disciples here were charged by James to contend for the faith, and that faith is described here as being once for all delivered to the saints. God's word in its perfection is all that we need. It has been delivered. It was delivered once for all. Any departure from it is to be vigorously opposed. And in fact, in the New Testament, it was vigorously opposed. You remember the text from Galatians chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul wrote, beginning in verse 6, he said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And notice his warning. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. The admitted innovations and man-authored traditions of the Catholic Church constitute a departure from the simplicity of the apostles' doctrine. And may we add that those same traditions and opinions and innovations of man that are characteristic of all of the sectarian denominations do the same thing. It's very obvious that the Catholic's attitude toward Scripture does not jibe with what the Scriptures themselves assert. If any man claims faith in God's Word, that Scripture is inspired of God and inerrant, 
he must of necessity accept it as the ultimate and supreme authority in religion. Brethren, we must speak where the Bible speaks and be silent where the Bible is silent. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.